Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. The TV bees do both. That's us. I'm Tina. I'm Ryan. What are you doing? What are you watching? How you feeling? I'm buzz. Me too. Wanna talk about it? Hell yeah. Now what you need to do is pour yourself a drink. And you better put on those bitchin' slippers. Because we have a lot to say. TVBs. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've done a bees buzz, and I am extremely happy to be doing it during this season. It's spooky season, it's Halloween time, and we just did something really, really spooky. If, uh, if you need any introduction. I'm Ryan. I am Gina. We're who? The, the TV Bees. And uh, last week, if you listen to our Haunting of Hill House episode, you know, we always give our, you know, buzz-in recommendations. And, you know, I suggest something, Gina suggests something. She suggested that everybody should go to the Winchester Mystery House if they have the chance. Yes. And, you know, what we did today... We went. We went. To, we went. Yeah. And we had the chance. <laughs> yeah. And here's the amazing thing about the tour. They're now self-guided tours because, you know, normally it would be one tour guide telling a story and there would be a group of what? When we went before, in past years, it was maybe like 10 to 20 per group. Yes. And Larger groups, for yeah. sure. And this was cool because you had no tour guide. You had, like, ushers making sure that, like, you know, you weren't holding things up for too long. We had our own personal usher, which we can Shout get Shout out to Justin. Later. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> um, who... And... Everybody that's like an usher and a, like a guider, they have interesting stories about the house and architecture. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. They're dressed in Victorian garb. Yeah. So when you're like looking around, like looking behind you, looking through, through windows, you're like, oh my gosh, was that Sarah Winchester? You got spooked by Or was that just a tour guide? Um, I definitely was very spooked at one moment, but... Yeah, like Ryan said, shout out to Justin. He gave us a lot of insider information. And he was just everywhere for us throughout the tour, you know, just like to make sure that we were going the right way, made sure that we weren't causing mischief and going into areas that we weren't supposed Making to be sure in. sure we weren't touching anything in yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> and I really wanted to go to the third and fourth floors, but they've been closed off to guests for, you know, so long. Same um, with the basement. And, and the basement. I really wanted to explore the basement. But the house was super cool. And uh, instead of having a tour guide, you they play this audio in each section that tells you, you know, you know, look at this window. There's, you know, 13 windows. And if you look to the right, there's, you know, this and that. And it was just all really cool. I, I'd say the two rooms that were my favorite were the South Conservatory, which is like this beautiful indoor veranda type of thing mm -hmm. that had all of these plants and these beautiful area to sit and bask in the sun and i also really enjoyed um it was a bedroom off of the hall of fire which has four fireplaces within like a three bedroom open mm -hmm. or three room open type of um area and that's where they supply most of the heat for the house through different vents and whatnot and there was this bedroom right off of it that had this weird staircase called the 7-eleven staircase that we weren't allowed to permit but you go down seven stairs make a turn and then you go back up 11 stairs because this whole house is essentially a maze because uh sarah winchester thought that she would evade all of the ghosts uh by keeping 
you know, the house built to get them lost because she thought that her she was being haunted by the spirits of the gun that her husband the created. Guns. The Winchester guns. So she was told to create a home in a new location from the home that she was living in, I guess, with her husband. Um, a new location to continue to build a house big enough to house all of, like, the ghosts that were killed from the Winchester guns. Mm -hmm. And if she succeeded and did so, then she would become immortal. Is you know, like, one of the stories. There's That's the cool thing about the Winchester mystery houses. It's all really a mystery. Yeah. From each so of the mysterious. rooms to the architecture to really Sarah... The architect herself, her family, the reasoning behind, or not reasoning, behind several of the things that she's done, built, um, contracted out. And, and that's what I love. It's like, it's so mysterious. But like what you said, Ryan, earlier, it was a different experience going without like an actual tour. Um, happening because in a tour, we went before years ago mm -hmm. and... We, like, try to, st like, stem away from the tour. You don't really listen when you have a tour guide and there's, like, 20 people in your group. Yeah. But I felt like I learned. There's always that one person who has to make the funny quip after, like, yeah. you know, each thing. Or and... we just, like, wanted to, like, break away and we weren't allowed to. Um, But I do think with this, like, pandemic oh and quarantine, like, we have legitimately, like, been to places and experienced things that are, like, so innovative and I feel like I've learned more than I've learned about the house from the last few years. And I also feel like we just tried harder, you know? Like, everything yeah. in this quarantine, it's like you're trying harder to whether it's learn, get somewhere, um, I like that do in the a, most you can. In a sense, we were able to go at our own pace. Yeah. We were able to, you know, linger and take our time and... They're actually pretty smart. They have, I think, only three or four people allowed in every uh, 20 minutes. And there's uh, each group, you know, they go into a room and then you hear the chime, the story's done, and you move on to the next section. But, like, you know, we definitely lingered in a few rooms because there's a lot to see. And the other group, they were more than happy to just, like, sit back and enjoy, you know, like, their view from their room. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was a really awesome experience. And I, I wish that there were things, like, you know, I wish that we could go, like, explore Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm. You know, not even ride the rides, but just do, like, a tour and, like, have a history of each ride. Yes. Well, Wouldn't that, that be cool? That actually sounds like a really cool job during the quarantine is going to all of those locations and kind of doing your own self-guided tour. Yeah. So if you guys, our listeners, our little bees, if you've been buzzing around places like the Winchester Mystery House or really anywhere else during this quarantine, let us know. If it's in the Bay Area, we'd love to check it out. And maybe Hell we'll yeah. even do a little road trip if it's something that entices us. But overall, I was so happy with how the day turned out. You know what might be really cool, Gina? If we were to go to Bodega Bay and um, photograph ourselves at every location that Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, was filmed Done at. and done. Let's do that next week. And then week. we have to go to the Tides restaurant, yeah. obviously. Let's do that next okay. week. Okay, so we've actually already figured it out, but please still send us anything that you've been doing or maybe that is enticing for us to check out. 
All right, you know what else is new with us? Even though we talked about it in our last couple of episodes, we do have merch, and we actually have it in our hands. Let's Fresh clink, clink. to death. Um, it, it, what we have in our hands right now are our lidded mason jars that come with a uh, straw. And you can't pull the straw out of the mason jar, so you know you don't have to worry about much spillage. It has a stopper at the end, uh, but you know if you unscrew the lid, you could take the straw off. You could completely wash everything, and it has our uh, logo: BU, be buzzing, uh, the TV bees. I love them, right? Yeah. And you little bees, if you need a holiday gift or have a secret Santa, just want to, like, have some or fun Or if you want to have a, you know, a cup to drink. With us. With us, yeah. Um, we have so many other things, too. The link's in bio, you guys, so make sure to check that out. But we have pins. We have dog bandanas. But the hats, ban dog shirts. bandana you showed me because we ordered one for our friend, and it's actually big enough for a human to yes. wear as well. So, Rocket, maybe it's even, like, the new mask. Hell, yeah. We also have masks, too. We also have masks. <laughs> They all say B-U-B buzzin' with our tiny little bee friend. And uh, and who we are. It's a beautiful yellow. You're going to love it. Uh, what else I'm loving right now is, you know, being in quarantine, you don't really realize when a holiday is coming up. True. I feel like people have been making it a point to note that Halloween is coming up. Definitely. Because, A, we're in, what, six, seven months now. Yeah. And Halloween, well, we've already discussed this, but Halloween is my favorite holiday. I'm going to say it's a holiday because it is. Oh, it is a holiday. And this year it's on a Saturday. Which is so good. Which is so great. Um, but I do think that people are coming together to be like innovative, like the Winchester Mystery House, but be innovative with kids. Mm -hmm. Be innovative with how we're even going to be. Are we passing out candy? Are we doing something fun and creative in our front lawns? Well, I have a great idea. What? Okay, so I'm thinking, uh, I know that, like, your parents like to come over on yes. Halloween, and I've joined several times. Yes. Um, I'm thinking it might be a fun project for all of us. I saw it on, I think, BuzzFeed, of course. That's, okay. like, my number one website, where you glue a piece of candy to a... Uh, like lollipop stick or you stick lollipops directly in the ground or you glue okay. a piece of candy to like a bamboo skewer and then you put them in your yard, you know, in the stakes yeah. and kids just come up and they pick their own piece of candy and you just wave to them from your I front stoop and, you know, you're able to like dress up and like wish them, you know, a happy Halloween. And a lot of these kids that are, like, knowing what Halloween is for the first time, mm -hmm. say, between years two and four, you know, they're excited to go up and say trick-or-treat. And, like, that kind of experience would be something that is interactive while still being socially distant. Because we don't need to do a Zoom virtual Halloween. No. We're way past that. I think what we need now is interaction, but it can be safe and it can be Absolutely. from afar. So I think that's a great idea, Rye. And I guess we would need a sign that says, like, please take one. <laughs> yeah. And we could even, like, post on next door, like, socially distanced trick-or-treat, you know, come to Candyland, pick one, uh... Pick one candy flower from the lawn and... I like that. Yeah. Okay, I think we should do that because we can't waste a Saturday 
Especially when it's Halloween. So I guess that's what we're doing for Halloween. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Anything fun for this upcoming quarantine Halloween? I have to say one thing I am looking forward to is one of our close friends, who is a friend of the pod. Yes. uh, Carlin is going to... Carly's hosting a Halloween party this coming Saturday, the 24th, which is perfect because it's just six of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Six to seven of us. So if we need to go to a restaurant, we can get it. And it was like no plus ones, and we're all fine with like, ladies leave your man at home, because like you know we want no we open. want to be together, but yes. we also like we've quarantined in like small groups together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being able to just spend Halloween instead of having this big thing and like just being with like your true ghouls and goblins yes, is, and gays, ghouls, goblins, gays, and ghosts. Yes. We accept all uh, we, in our pod. Yeah, our <laughs> rainbow includes all 36 colors in the mega pack of Crayola. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> there might even be a glitter shade in there on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will definitely post photos of our outfits. It's kind of a surprise. Yeah. Because we're still kind of thinking about what we want to be. But Can we, we give a hint, like a one word vague hint of what our costume is going to be? Hmm, I want it to be a complete surprise, because if my makeup doesn't turn out the way I wanted it to, then I might have to switch I'll just gears. do it for you. I'll just do it for you when you get there, you if it doesn't do turn out. It's not the first Halloween <laughs> I've done your makeup. It is true. I've, I think I've done your makeup most Halloweens. I think you're 100% correct. Well, speaking of you always doing my makeup... Um, I want to talk about, like, what is your favorite past Halloween costume or moment or memory? Because clearly, like we said, this is a bit of a different Halloween. This is easy for me. Yes. Between the ages of four and six, I requested to wear the same costume. And please tell me what it was. It was Peter Pan. Yes. Um... I, be- I I think my mom so made the real costume boy? and she made it like super like long for me. It was like down to my knees and then like I wanted to wear it the next year and then I wanted to wear it the next year because I loved Peter Pan and it just, the skirt just kept getting shorter and shorter, <laughs> but I wasn't mad at that. Um, what I was mad that. at was I had this, um, you know, my mom initially made like a felt hat for me, but then I went to the Disney on Ice show and I got an actual Peter Pan hat and it even said like Disney on Ice. It had like the patch on the front with like the red feather cap. Yeah. There was this girl in my kindergarten class. Her name was Dominique. Dominique showed up for show and tell the week after I had lost my red feather and she was in that class with mm. or she lives in the same neighborhood and like she showed up with that and you know it, it clearly had just fallen out of my hat and then she no I found this I was like no but I think it's mine like and she was like no like I found it and I was like all right whatever bitch and then I retired the costume after I lost the feather <laughs> but um Peter Pan was my favorite nostalgic costume back in the day. I love that. Um, My mom loved to dress me up in anything Disney. Something somewhat weird. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So, like, I had a different costume for every, like, family Halloween function, but when I wanted to go trick-or-treat, I was Peter Pan those three years. But you were a real boy. 
Yeah, that's Pinocchio, but I was I was a lost boy. Lost boy. I was a lost boy. Um. Anyway, so my mom would dress me in like Disney through and through, but this one like year she dressed me as a cat, but it was specific to a Siamese cat because we had two Siamese. And looking back in photos, what were they? Jasmine and truffles. Jasmine and truffles, like the mushroom. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny and so. If you know my mom, which you do, like, just so something Cindy would do. Like, dressing She's her She's lying. Daughter, I never met that bitch in my life. No, I'm kidding. I love Cindy. daughter as a Siamese cat. Like, that's a little extreme next level cat lady. But I think overall, my favorite, maybe not my favorite favorite, but just a costume that stands out in my mind besides a Siamese cat is definitely being Miss Piggy and Corey... My hubby being Kermit the Frog. And I actually have a really funny photo that I will post of Corey as Kermit the Frog as a young little lad. And it is so creepy and it's so like awkward and weird. But if he were to wear it now, it would definitely get a good laugh. Because it's a homemade, like, yeah. oh, my mom made this and you're trying to be nice and you wear it. And then as soon as you get out with your friends, you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, which was the best part of Halloween because it's like you're wearing, when you got older, like, this super, like, hoish outfit underneath, like, Raggedy Ann. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, mom, take all the pictures you want. And then it's like you're ripping off, like, Raggedy Ann's little capris to biker shorts and fishnet stockings and whatever's on top. And that's Chico life uh, for you. Okay. To kind of like segue off of that question, what is a cost? What, what is like your dream Halloween costume? Like that you would need like a full production for and like a full team for. Yeah. I know that mine would definitely be a full cosplay of Norma Desmond from okay. Sunset Boulevard. I love it. That's her there. Yes. I think I could so see you doing that, and it would have to be right, and it yeah. would have to, like, require a lot of production and people around you that understand it. Yeah. Because you can't just go to... Oh, this is the hair I want. No, it's like you have to understand. Exactly, yeah. It would have to take, yeah, specific team, specific type of people around you for the party and the angle that you're going for because you don't want to do that much work to be around people that are, like, dressed, I don't know, with... A lot a of cowboy people, hat on that has dreads underneath to be yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of people would look at it and be like, oh, you need a hairstyle from 1950. It's like, no, I don't need a hairstyle from 1950 when the movie was made. I need a hairstyle of somebody living in 1950 mm-hmm. who is stuck in 1925. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But you know what you need to do to execute that. <laughs> Hire some people and spend some money. There you go. <laughs> what about you, Boo? Um, I've always wanted to be Belle. Oh. And like I said, I feel like Halloween turns into like, you know, when you turn a certain age, a kind of hoish costume. But I feel like I've always just wanted to be like... In the, the full yellow the ball full gown. full yellow ball gown. I'm not saying I want Corey to and be the And then we'll beast. grasp hands like this, and we'll look at each oh. other intently, and we'll say, till is all this time. Yes, and we'll practice that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but really, Corey would be the beast, and I would be, like, the fucking chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> I would want all my friends. 
ones to like I want it to be this like whole little like flash mob where it's like I come in the front and Carly like, all is my the friends. feather duster yeah, and then there's just like everyone is playing a specific role kind of like um Alana could be Mrs. Potts who was that late night talk show host that did those flash mobs before I think this is pre-COVID Oh, was it James Corden? Yes, 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 yes. Something like that, but not like comedic like yeah. that. Um, and not serious, but just No, fun. completely serious. That would make it so funny, just making it completely serious. Um, so basically like community theater on steroids is what I'm looking for. But yeah, I've always wanted to be full ball gown, bell, um, and or Snow White. Okay. Um, but mostly, <laughs> yes, I also like talking to birds and singing in the morning, but I just feel like growing up, I always, like, was She sits out to... on her patio every morning and says, damn, you flying tonight. <laughs> flying high. Um, but no, I was always attracted to, like, all the Disney stars that had brown hair or dark brown hair. I mean, how could you not? So... And I never was any of them for Halloween. I was, like, really weird things, like a Siamese cat and Miss Piggy, but, like, I was never Belle or Snow White, um, which are two that I would would love to be or love to become for a night. Uh, yeah, so that is mine. And I don't want the hoe. I want the gown. She wants to be the classy Scarlett O'Hara. She wants to be the not the trap queen. No, not the you, you ain't baking pies with your baby. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh, you are having a baby that night. You're, you're having you're getting pregnant and having the baby same night. I don't have nine months to wait. Exactly. Just give me the kid. Or you can come underneath that ball gown. What if there was that option? Like, okay, if it was nine times more painful, but nine times less, like so you're only pregnant for one month would okay. you take it um that would seem like a lot of pain that would seem like a lot of pain if it was nine times harder i would probably wait it out i would just be like you know what i'm in it for the long haul and i'm gonna experience being sober for a very long time i'd be like let's give it a month Let's give it a week. <laughs> let's give it a month and let's just like knock push it out. It, push it out. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Epidural. Epidural all the way. I mean, it, I guess you'd have to catch me at the right time. But if that means I could be Snow White the, the consecutive year and be able to drink, then let's go. Let's do it. Um, You'll be whistling a happy tune. <laughs> That's um, for sure. Okay. I know that we just talked about our favorite trick-or-treating costumes and our future costumes that we would like, but, okay, my favorite thing about Halloween, especially as a kid going into that same nostalgia type of thing, was the candy. Oh, my And gosh. trading the candy. Did so, you have any, like, specific things that you would always do every year? Mm-hmm. I would scout for the Butterfingers, mm-hmm. and I would... Tr- try to trade as many Smarties as I could out of oh my, my bag. Oh my gosh, Smarties. I would come home, so pillowcase, that's what we use. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, Did you use pillowcases? Brought, okay, this is how gay I was. <laughs> I had like a cute little like, uh, it was a purple vinyl bag with a lime green witch face and like the hat and like the frizzy hair and it had a button that was like the <laughs> and I would like press that 
and like be trick or treat. <laughs> and um, like as soon as that bag got filled, I would still use the button, but then I would have like the pillowcase. Okay. Because like I lived, you know, like my parents' neighborhood, which my dad still lives in. You know, it's like kind of like there's one way in, one way out. So like all of the kids were going to all of the houses mm-hmm. throughout everything. And I would come home with some good shit, but I knew people didn't want my Smarties, but I also knew that sometimes they wouldn't want their bazooka, and I would be like, oh yeah, give me that bazooka. I also get, I also get, like, a comic strip with it, but I also get to, like, blow, blow a few bubbles. Yes. And, uh, one gift that I always really liked was there was this one family who would literally give Easter eggs full of pennies, and it was kind of like, who got the most pennies out of... Oh my gosh. But, like, under 10, it's like... No, but, like, I mean, honestly, what's a piece of candy going to be? Like, five cents? And I came up on, like... 48 cents in pennies in this. But it's like immediate satisfaction for me. But this is the 90s. I would come home and I would dump out my pillowcase and I would look at all the candy and then I would separate each like specific candy so all the Butterfingers, all the Mars Mars bars, all of like the Snickers. Oh, I used to do that And then I would like write down like, oh my gosh, I had like 16 Reese's da 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 And then I would count all of them and I would be like, Ma, how many pieces do you think I have? Dad, how And it was like this whole big thing. And then over the years, it would just be more and more funny because it's just like, I would just unload the pillowcase and just like scavenge for like, Reese's is my all-time favorite candy. So anything Reese's related and then Reese's, you know, obviously like went on to do like different types and forms of, like, their candy bar, besides just the circle. I'm kind of mad that my favorite candy bar was never made um, Halloween fun size, which is a payday. They are. Are they? I am there. I have never seen one. Every single year. I have never, ever seen Mm -hmm. one. I promise you. Oh, I was going to the wrong fucking neighborhood. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and the neighborhoods that had, like, you knew 100% if you climbed to the top of this hill, you would get a king-size bar of your choice. Um, We did that a couple years in a row. While we could still, like, wear costumes and things in high school. (laughs) One thing I also miss about childhood Halloween is you would, the only requirement is whatever day it is, uh, during the week of Halloween, you're going to go over to my grandma's house. You, If you're a grandchild, which she had 12... Uh, at the time when I was a kid, wow. she probably had like seven grandkids. Wow. And you would just go over and she would give you like the tube filled with Reese's minis and like a little like treat bag. That's so cute. And because she just wanted to see you in the costume and you know, I... My dad, in my childhood home, lived, like, what, like, three minutes away from my grandma. Yeah. So that was always such a fun highlight. Um, I think the best highlight uh, most recently for me is the fact that, like, two years ago, the day after Halloween, 
you and your boyfriend came over and he braided my hair and we were eating at like McDonald's egg McMuffins Mm -hmm. talking about the night before, which we were at this like karaoke bar and like we were dressed up and my boyfriend did the splits. Yeah. He was in the splits that one time. Um, it was a really, really fun, crazy night. But anyways, we were talking about it. Oh, we were also watching American horror story. Yes. And Corey was working, and then all of a sudden, like, you guys left. Corey came home. We were going on this trip, this, like, random overnight trip, and he proposed. So I'll always remember Halloween and the day after Halloween and just that whole time That was frame. two Halloweens ago, yeah? Two Halloweens He kind of ago. did it at the right day, like... Oh, yeah. If if it was Halloween, I'd be kind of pissed off. Gina is, like, the type that, like, Halloween comes, and she is fully recharged for the next (laughs) year. Because she gets to get into mischief. Oh, so much mischief. She gets to, like, eat candy. (laughs) All day. Um, It's the best time of year, but I'm so glad he didn't pick that day, because I would have been very angry to have an anniversary on Halloween, because I think Halloween needs to stand alone, and I stand with the one day alone. Would you say having uh, having anything overshadow Halloween is the biggest crime anybody could do to any single holiday? Because I agree, and I feel like the only, you know, acceptable form of punishment is death. I, yes, <laughs> I stand. <laughs> Perfect. But keeping the day alone. Well, speaking of death, I have a really fantastic question for you. Okay. Uh, we've talked about all these cute things. I want to get a little bit dark. What is Ooh. your favorite Halloween or horror spooky character and why? One minute each. Um, I will go with, like, first thing that hit my mind. Um, so I don't know if this is my all-time favorite, but... Just first um, to come to mind is Mike Myers. I think he's um, survived several different deaths in different ways. But he's someone that is like the gift always keeps giving. Um, You're never disappointed. You're never, you know, not scared, not spooked, not taken back. And he always has something to bring. He has a story. He has a cult following. He has a following. We're not quite sure if he's still alive because everyone wears his mask during that really wonderful day that's coming up soon. So I would say Mike Myers. Um, a lot of that music is just like when I think Halloween, I think the beginning of Halloween, the movie, literally. Um, and over the years, obviously, we're on probably like Halloween H two O, I think the last one. No, was. that was like twenty years ago. Yeah, so that, there was like a remake like, of the first one. We're like probably two as years old ago. as Halloween the movie is. Uh, it was it was released in nineteen seventy eight. Yes, so double. It's that. older than us. Yeah, so there you go, Mike Myers. Um, I don't know where you are. But I know you're still somewhere lurking out there. If you hear, come rat tat tat on our door. Don't come rat tat tat on mine, but maybe rat tat tat on Ryan's. Oh, God. Okay, what about you? Um, Honestly, I feel like the smartest one and the one that invokes the most fear is John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from the Saw series. <sighs> he <Because> did. <laughs> he was so smart in the way that he was able to kill people and they had their choice of the way out. It's like the most fucked up puzzle you could ever play. But like, if I could play it without it being like death is like, you know, but just like the... 
you know, like, something bad's gonna happen, like, maybe I'm just gonna, like, fall onto a trampoline down 20 feet, <laughs> or, like, you know... I, I don't know. Ryan, I, I feel like he We call was... that an escape room now. <laughs> yes. No, right. No, but he, like, makes escape rooms scary. Yes. I think he's so ingenious, and if I saw little Billy the kid, I'd be like, oh, I wonder what this is about. All right, let's go. That's a really good Halloween costume, also. That little bicycle. Don't you mask. have a trike? I do have a trike, but I, I can't go there. So, TVB fans, all of my little honeybees out there, you tell me on our story, we're going to post something with uh, Michael Myers and uh, uh, John Kramer side by side. We're going to have a single text box. It's not going to ask any questions. You enter in that box, what is your favorite uh horror villain it could be oogie boogie from the nightmare before christmas it could be the wicked witch of the west from the wizard of oz it could be freddy krueger answer as enter uh, with your answer as many times as you'd like if you have multiple uh submissions just make sure that each answer is different because it'll be each answer per account uh and we're going to send you our Halloween raffle, which is a cocktail recipe book. Uh, one of our BU Be Buzzin' Mason jar mugs with straw. Uh, and it's also going to have various honey and bee-related things, including one of our pins for you to rock on your backpack, on your jacket, wherever in the hell you want to rock it. Uh, so yeah, enter in our story, and you know, may the best. Good luck. We're gonna do the gal or gay win. We're gonna do the drawing on Halloween, and we'll post it on our story a few times so that you guys have the opportunity to enter. Um, now we're going to finish up this segment by talking about one of the shows that we covered in season one of the TVB's podcast. And Ryan, I'm going to let you take this away because this is one of your all-time favorite shows ever, according to the recent podcast that we did. Yes. Quality Goods, which is coming out next week. Um, We're so excited about that. Shout out to Quality Goods. So, Ryan, tell me all about Drumroll for your favorite show... RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> so it's a reality competition series. It first aired in 2009 on Logo. It uh, went through several seasons, and then around season nine, it uh, veered to VH1. And the last time that we talked about this, we were just starting uh, season 11. Yes. Uh, Evie Oddly ended up winning that season. Sorry for the spoilers. You could have watched it for the past year, but that's on you. Um, It can only tell you so much. Since then, we've had uh, season 12 with 13 contestants. Oh, nope. I was just reminded, only 12 people are included in that season because one bitch was accused of catfishing and was disqualified before the season even started. And she was going to be part of the original top four. Catfishing? Do tell. Well, she was... Sherry Pie was posing as a casting agent named Allison Mossy, and she was having 
these guys that Sherry worked with and was referred by Sherry, you'd be perfect for this film called, I think it's called Bulk or something like that. It was going to be an HBO original film, I say in like uh, parentheses. Yeah. Because it never really existed, but she would have these like lengthy, you know, conversations about how good their steroid pits smell and she would start them on steroids and uh, basically it turns out Allison Mossy was Sherry Pie. Interesting. And so like she was meeting people that she liked and then feeding her fetish through these fake auditions where she would have men film themselves shooting themselves up with steroids because they were going to be playing this person who, you know... That ain't right. It's not right. And there hasn't really been a lot of talk lately because I feel like she was, uh... You know, I feel like there's a lot of legal stuff going on behind the scenes, so of Is course... Is she still posting, or do you know she's no, still, No, she like, hasn't... I'm... No, she actually... So, like... Do we know if she's okay? She was seen at a Black Lives Matter okay. protest, so okay. she's, like, fine. I think there's just, like, a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes legal stuff happening. But, so, like, the season 12 premiere was split into two parts. So seven walked in one week, six walked in the other week. So the first episode happened, Sherry Pie was not in it. Within that week, everything came to light. Sherry's episode was about to air, and when the episode started, in light of recent events, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. one does not, you know, affiliate themselves. We are going to air this season as planned out of respect for the other queens, but she will not be participating in the finale, which was basically them foreshadowing from day one. She was probably going to be in the finale. Yeah. And she was going to be in the finale, but instead of it being a top three, it was a top four. But then, you know, this pandemic happened and the top three, Crystal Method, Gigi Good, mm. and Jada Essence Hall, uh, all were sent packages so they could set up a set in their living room. And they did the reunion and the live finale filmed at home wow social, uh, social distance and how and did that look i mean do you think they had like a team with them do you think good. it was like solely no, like them it, no like crystal method's boyfriend was helping her set everything up it was basically like a square ring light that goes on the floor uh-huh. to project light up uh tinsel a uh, three walls of tinsel and like jada essence hall she lives in a apartment smaller than mine yeah And so, like, imagine putting, like, a full... I would have to push all of my furniture to the side. I mean, it could be done. Anything could be done. Yeah, I feel like I could probably even do it in that empty space in my bedroom. That's actually kind of cool. It's something that they'll always remember. Yeah. Definitely not forget. But Gigi is the one that we watched on Rihanna's Fenty fashion show. Well, Jada was there, too. Okay. And, Which one was and Jada? Shea Jada, she she's uh she's black. She was wearing like the black uh sequin one. She wasn't Shay, the one who was voguing yeah. with the ponytail. Okay. She ha- I'll show you the picture. Yes, yes, but um also shout out to Rihanna and her Fenty fashion show on Amazon that was Prime. So fucking good. And Gigi obviously has the best nickname. And she and so. she and she had three RuPaul's Drag Race girls in mm-hmm. that show, which so is so snaps. cool. Thanks, Ruby. Um, and then we also had All Stars 5. That's the cast there. I purchased... Ryan has it on his wall right now. 
Um, mainly because my favorite drag queen of all time, Mariah Paris Balenciaga, is there. And uh, it was a great season. This is the type of photo that needs an autograph of some kind. I actually want to have all of them autograph it at one time. That would be so cool. What if I did like a chain mail thing? Like, if I send this to you, will you send it back if I provide the stamp? You should! Why not? What what is everyone really doing? Because I would love autographs from... From left to right, Jujubee, Alexis Mateo, Ms. Cracker, Mariah Paris Balenciaga, Angina, India Farah, Blair St. Clair, Shea Coulee, Derek Berry, on the floor is Mayhem Miller. Love. It's fantastic. Good job. Yeah. Uh... What have you guys been watching? Have you guys been to the Mystery House? What is your favorite past Halloween costume, future and Halloween enter costume? enter our raffle. Yeah, enter the raffle. This is a good spooky prize package. And we have things to give away to you little bees. Hell yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll be right back after my favorite Halloween song. Yeah, we're going to play our favorite Halloween songs for you guys for our commercial break. So enjoy... The Monster Mash. Bobby Pickett. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the match They did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They did the match It caught on in a flash They did the match They did the monster match The zombies were having fun The party had just begun the guest included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking over digging the sound. Igor on chains backed by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the Monster Mash. 
Now everything's cool, that's a part of the band And my monster mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what it said Then you can mash Then you can monster mash The monster mash And you, my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can monster mash Cashbox Magazine wishes to present you with this uh, award for your outstanding achievements in the recording industry. No, no not really. Um, <laughs> and oh we are gosh. back. That's such a fun Halloween That is song. my ultimate favorite song. It just that. gives me, like, such happiness to think about the times when I was younger when my mom would play it for me. And I was like, Mom, this is so embarrassing. Stop. <laughs> and now I'm like, I love that she did that because it's one of my favorite tunes now. Nice. Speaking of favorites, uh, you know, we cover a show between every bee's buzz. What that's not specifically like TV related, that's something that we would cover. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching? What's on your buzz list? Um, well, something that I've already watched that is quite buzzing around social media right now and just really online online in general is Emily in Paris. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Netflix. I heard of it. And Lily Collins is in it. And I love her so much. And the last thing I watched of hers was when she was with, um, Zac Efron in that, what was... Oh my gosh, it was about... Zach Efron was a murderer. A th- oh! Uh, about uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. That's the last role I saw of her. She played the like girlfriend or wife That's of right. Zach Efron. And now she's in this like super poppy, like very like gossip girl, I would say. Like kind of trendy teen um, Netflix series called Emily in Paris but it's super fun it's super cute the reason why I loved it is because we had a friend that was going actually to Paris during this quarantine and I recommended it to her because it just brings you to all of these you know like the obvious locations like Eiffel Tower no duh we're going to see that in Paris but I just feel like there's so much like vocabulary of being like this young white woman who's going to Paris. Like, what is she gonna do there? She's gonna shop. She's gonna eat a croissant. She's gonna do this and that. No, but then, no, no, no. But then you really like croissant. Croissant. You really like dive in deep to what is Paris? Like, what makes a Parisian a Parisian? And it's just fun. It's lighthearted. And I feel like I've been watching so many dark things lately because it is the month of October that I really needed. A breath of fresh air and good old Lily is like amazing she's fun she's funny and seeing her like like I said from playing Ted Bundy's girlfriend slash wife to this role I'm like go on girl because she's bringing herself back on the map in a more positive way so that's mine what about you what's your buzz well uh there's 
you know, I love drag competition shows. And a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that Dragula, which is basically like a, a drag competition for alternative artists who do like horror, glamour, and filth, like that mm-hmm. perfect combination of them, uh, they were going to have a one uh, a one time two hour special called Dragula Resurrection hmm. that brought back seven contestants from the first three seasons for the chance to win twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand twenty thousand they had one week to do everything they filmed it during quarantine and the boulet brothers and their skeleton you know crew went to each person versus flying them out so they went to Asheville, south carolina to see uh uh Priscilla Chambers. They went down to see Saint in Georgia. Mm-hmm. They, you know, saw a couple of girls in uh, California, one in Arizona, one in Florida. What have we been doing this whole time? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they went to go visit them, film this, and it's released on Shudder, which is an AMC-sponsored app, and Shudder is huh. all horror entertainment. So I have not different heard of movies, that. different TV shows different docu-series and I signed up for the seven day free trial and I weirdly got like this uh Instagram ad for a 30 day free trial for Shutter shortly after like it was released mm-hmm. so I have like a 30 day trial but I highly recommend that if you guys like horror uh you could definitely sign up for the seven days of Shutter. I think after the free trial, whether it's seven days or a 30-day free trial, I think it's $50 annually. Okay, that's not bad. Annually. Annually, yeah. And, um, you know, I still need to explore a lot, but another thing that I discovered there, you know, I signed up because of Dragula Resurrection, but... I found this series that I'd seen all over Instagram called Cursed Films. Mm -hmm. And Cursed Films, it's a five-part docuseries about the behind the scenes of why people think uh, films are cursed. And I've watched three episodes so far. uh, The Exorcist, The Omen, and The Poltergeist. And... It was very interesting during the omen, you know, like a lot of things happened, such as like a car being attacked by baboons and it was made into the film. Uh, it, like that footage made it into the film. I thought it was really interesting that a lot of people said, no, I don't think this is a cursed film. I feel like it's blessed because all of things happened to help us make this film so terrifying. Uh, So I thought that that was an interesting series, and there's a bunch of stuff that I've added. So uh, my buzz, especially during this season, is to sign up for the Shudder seven-day free trial, and this is not sponsored. I have never communicated with them. I really think it's great content. But if you'd like to sponsor. Yeah. We're here, Shudder. (laughs) Oh, also, Ryan, something that we both watched is Bly Manor. Oh, we did watch Bly Manor. And I feel like... I mean, in a nutshell, I know it wasn't your favorite, but you still appreciated. I appreciated it. Yes. For the story. I definitely agree. I appreciated the story. I do not think it was better than the first series, mm-hmm. um, House on Haunting Hill, which we've already covered. But 
I thought it was it's worthy of watching, especially if you're not oh huge. You're on the fence of um, do I like scary things? Do I like scary movies? Do I like scary shows? Do I like being scared in general? This is more of a Renaissance type of Victorian type of scary where it's there's more story than there is. Yes. Scary Horror. to me. Yeah. Um. There's not so much thrill, but I think... I don't think just, it's a horror series. I think it's just more, like, intellectually stimulating, to mm. be honest. But I love seeing Carla Gugino back. I loved seeing the people who played Nell, Theo, and There Luke are back. a lot of past characters from House on Hunter Young Hill. Young Hugh was back. But there's also a lot of newbies, too, that I mm-hmm. think are going to, like, we're going to see them maybe not even just in the next series. I think we'll also see them, like, more often in general. So I think they're kind of just, like, emerging onto the scene of maybe not just Netflix, but more. So I have a very interesting question. Season one was based on the horror film the haunting uh the horror novel the haunting of hill house by shirley jackson this one was based on the turn of the screw by forgive me for forgetting your name next season i think i would like to see like the haunting of dorian gray where you see dorian gray going through everything and his picture aging in the attic while he is remaining youthful throughout all of his sins and whatnot and i think that luke uh would play luke from hill house whatever Mm -hmm. that actor's name is he would play a fantastic dorian gray like narcissistic and only his picture in the attic is aging. He is not aging. I'd love to see Carly Gugino as the lover who goes from his lover in uh, in his youth and then age, even if they're not together. Mm-hmm. Like, you see her age. Because I thought that she looked so beautiful with that gray hair. She's just hair. a beautiful woman in general. Ugh. You know what? If I had to go back and choose another... Buzz, it would be Gerald's Game, which is starring Carla Gugino. Watch anything with Carla Gugino, even if it's her as a child in True Beverly Hills. Like, I don't know. There's something so captivating about her as an actress. But I definitely recommend Shudder. Um, speaking of things that we love, I think that there is one thing that we love more than a lot, and it is food. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was looking at the name of my favorite actress from um, Bly Manor, the gardener. Oh, what's her name? Her name is Amelia Amelia Eve. Eve. Oh. Um, But I have read so many articles about her, and she's doing a lot of like indie films right now. But I really think, and I'm quote me on this specific Buzz Bees Buzz episode. I really think she's going to be the next new thing. I see it. Um, so Amelia Eve, I love you. We're now following you on I Instagram. I loved it when she walked through the uh, living room, or and she was like, uh, when she walked through the dining room, and uh, when we first saw Amelia's character, and yes, Danny, is Danny's subconscious was actually being narrated by older Amelia, but it was like she walked in and didn't introduce herself, but it seemed like they had known each other for years. Yes. That's the kind of love you want. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the things that I loved, 
And I actually, you know, got kind of introspective about it and thought about like past relationships, whether they're friendships or like companionships that you have in your life. It's not a horror story. It's a love story. It is definitely a love story, which is very different from, I think, um, House on Haunting Hill. Yeah. There was definitely love involved in House on Haunting Hill, but... Olivia loved her children, but to an extent where, like, Poppy definitely got into her head, and it it is a love story. Uh, Hugh loves Olivia more than anybody in this entire world, even while she's dead. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys will just have to watch it. But... But take my word. Please just give it a try. It might not be your favorite, like Ryan. No, but I I enjoyed but all enjoy nine episodes. It through and through. I enjoyed all nine episodes. I just was expecting more of the horror that I, f- more of the suspense that I felt from Hill House. So what's interesting is everyone's horror scale is different. That's so, true. But you're gonna have to really whore me out. <laughs> Speaking of horror scales, I wanted to talk a little bit about food, and I wanted to, you know. Let's each of us maybe come up with a single Halloween snack that is the creepiest thing that you could think of. And it has to be all Mm, edible. I don't know about creepy, but I really love making pumpkin throw-up guacamole. Okay. Where, like, you make this, like, you've probably seen it before. Maybe you were there at, um, it was Carly's party, like, a couple years ago. No, I remember that. And it's, like, you just basically, like, carve your pumpkin out, but you carve the mouth so that it's, like, projectiling the guacamole. And it's really disturbing and disgusting, but, I mean, if you make guacamole really well, like I do, then it's kind of a fun treat. So I don't think that's scary in any sense of the, the word, but I think it's a fun snack item to bring to a party that's super easy to do. If you've already carved your pumpkins, then just carve a mouth out and make sure that your guacamole is coming out of said mouth. And then chip-wise, that can be on a separate dish. Wouldn't it be cool if you had, like, triangular chips, like, sticking out of it as though it had, like, Like several... Like a graveyard-ish? Or, like, several rows of teeth. Mm -hmm. Like, the big tortilla chips, like... Yes. Being like the jaw that's So this is like distended. the guacamole pumpkin 2.0. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. What about you? I'm sure you've thought of like many spooky treats. I've thought of a lot. The one that I was most impressed by is I've recently been watching Chopped mm-hmm. on Food Network. And one of the backlogged episodes that I watched, it had mozzarella balls with a stuffed pepper and a olive ring on it, so it looked like a bloodshot eyeball. Yum! <laughs> My favorite! Hey, it looked great. But that's uh, really creative. And it would be perfect on a charcuterie board with, like, imagine it that entwined in, like, seaweed salad that looks like moss. Okay. And, uh, a bunch of, like, charcuterie meats, which, of course, you could, you know, just... T- twirl and make it look like intestines yes or roll up i feel like that would be like a really creepy thing like eyeball mozzarella with you know mossy grass and you know this and that Corey literally sent me this mini meatloaf ghosts um 
a couple of weeks ago, and I think that's kind of scary. Oh, it is. Basically, it looks you're like taking... a it looks like a cone, like it, a mozzarella it, cone. Like if you were to make like an extra large meatball, but make it a pyramid, and then like, uh, maybe melt like some provolone or mozzarella over it. It looks very cool. It is very cool. I'll post this too. Many meatloaf ghosts, but they're basically drowning in a pool of blood slash gravy. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, speaking of food, do we want to maybe take a quiz? You know how much I love BuzzFeed quizzes. I'm still waiting for BuzzFeed to holla at us. You know, we could make our own quizzes on BuzzFeed. You can? You can. Okay. Well, next episode. Let's try this out. All right, so we're going to eat a whole day's worth of Halloween-themed food, and we'll reveal which iconic character you are, and Gina's going to narrate this quiz for us. Okay. Start the day off with some breakfast. Choices are pumpkin oatmeal, ghost coffee, pumpkin waffles, chocolate pumpkin loaf. I'm going to choose ghost coffee because it looks like a latte, and I hate eating in the morning. Oh, no, it just automatically chose pumpkin oatmeal for me, and that is not what I want to choose. Choose something different. Okay, I'm going to re- re-enter the BuzzFeed, because pumpkin oatmeal is not my jam. I'm going to go with pumpkin waffles. Okay. Have a mid-morning drink. A mid-morning drink for me, is it a mummy hot chocolate, a ghost milkshake, a hot tea, or a fresh juice? None of, uh, juice, I'm gonna go juice. with mummy hot chocolate. Maybe with some brandy in it. Oh, peanut butter brandy. Mm, or yes. whiskey, yeah. Have a yummy mid afternoon baked good. Are we choosing between pumpkin scones, pumpkin pie, pumpkin macaroons, pumpkin cupcake? Oh, pumpkin cupcake. Oh, oh that sounds so cute. I'm gonna go with. I wouldn't eat any of these mid-afternoon, but... I would eat these for dessert. That's what I'm keeping in mind. pumpkin cupcake. Dinner time. What will it be? Pumpkin soup, black bean soup, monster wraps, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Well, Ob's mac and cheese. But I'm sure Trader Joe's has a pumpkin mac. They have a butternut squash mac. I've had a butternut squash soup, but not mac. The mac is good. Okay. They have so many things. There's Sprinkle a, whole... a little bit of nutmeg on it before you microwave it, though. On on the uh, on their the uh, mac on their butternut squash mac. Ooh, it, it's in their frozen section. Okay. It's like a TV dinner from Trader Joe's. Just sprinkle like the tiniest bit yeah, yeah. of that on it. Some cayenne pepper. You're good Yum. to go. You guys, there's a whole link about how many items that are pumpkin, butternut squash. Etc. Like fall at thing. Joe's. I read that. It's yes. insane how many items they have, but give it a whirl. All right, okay. next question. End the night with a cocktail. Witch's brew, poison punch, jack-o'-lantern cocktail, vampire sangria. I'm going to choose poison punch. I'm going to choose witch's brew. I like Frankenstein's monster. People may find you a little intimidating at first, but you're really a smart and sensitive person just trying to fit in. Oh, my God, Ryan. That's so fucking true. Guess who I got. Okay. 
<laughs> you guys, this is like total spoiler alert. You're like Beetlejuice. You'll do anything to get people to laugh, and people are drawn to your openness. Well, totally toot toot. I think um, we both have a winner on our hands, and stay tuned because my BuzzFeed might be a spoiler to my outfit this weekend. Before we wrap up the segment, I want to know one thing that you've had over this past week that you've eaten that's just been better than the rest. Oh, uh, um, a chicken bake from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, so we don't go to Costco a lot, but Ryan and I went to Costco recently together and made several purchases that were necessary and unnecessary but totally necessary. We spent some bank. We spent some money, but I've never really truly enjoyed a chicken bake from Costco. And Corey's always like told me about them. And I've always just made like fun of him. Like, why would I order that when I can do a dollar 50 hot dog with soda? <laughs> Cause that's what I would always do in college. Um, but this time around I chose to like take Corey's advice, which is, you know, very like, rare for me and it was amazing like I honestly like loved every moment of eating that chicken bake it was crispy it was fresh there was like an alfredo sauce chicken bacon cheese cheese on top and it was just I don't know everything that I didn't think it would be and everything that I wanted it to be and that is the chicken bake of Costco but they also have chicken bakes that you can get in the freezer section right now, which Ryan definitely ordered a box of. I have six in my freezer right now. That we're going to have hopefully later. Maybe with some dipping sauces. So anyways, chicken bake for me, but things that I've made. Um, let's see. What have we made in this last week? We've kind of been on the go and really busy, so we haven't really made anything fun. So I'm just going to go with... Costco Chicken Bake, check it out. If you're on the go like we are, and if you're in a hurry, you can now even have them in your freezer besides just after a wonderful Costco trip. What I had recently that I really like is uh, I did a... So my boyfriend, Sebastian, is completely vegetarian, but he made a stir-fry using these things from Gardein, that are it's like a you know like field roast they make their like veggie sausages Mm -hmm. gardein they make like fish chicken pork and beef Mm -hmm. alternatives okay so there's this thing called beef tips and he did it with like this amazing like soy sauce and hoisin thing and it was like this veggie stir fry with like fake beef so I used this fake beef, and Sebastian loves it when I make boards. So I found these uh, cornbread spirals that's in a can, and I baked those off, and then we cut those in half, and we had uh, Philly cheesesteak, vegetarian uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Did you take any photos? <sighs> You have to get your stay-at-home meals I, back up and going. I know. I forgot the password. Okay. You can redo the password. Ryan, the people need to see this. 
they need to see it. Our little but it bees was need so to see good. this. And just let alone the cornbread spirals. They were so good, and they're made by Pillsbury, and you just yeah. cut them in half. And I made a uh, sriracha mayo type of thing for it, and then you put the beef tips that I had mozzarella over, and then we had the roasted peppers and the caramelized onions, and it was just all on it on this little tiny slider, and it was just—that sounds delicious. So cute. Um, I would have wished that it was all real meat, but these beef tips are an amazing substitute. I actually realized something that I didn't make, but I had with my family last night. Paella. Hell yeah. My dad, I haven't had paella from him, like, made in years, Um, but it was delicious, and it was such, like, a heartfelt just extravaganza because it literally is like a two to three day like thing. Yeah. Um, but he has clients that are from Spain. So he gets like uh, proper rice seasoning. And then he, we have, let's see, shrimp, chorizo and chicken. And it was so good. And Corey right now is on this different schedule because he got injured at work. And so he was able to experience the paella with my family. Um, he ate 12 shrimp. I think I told you that earlier. <laughs> I could eat 12 shrimp. My dad was like, you can really put it down. And Corey was like, well, yeah. I mean, like, I was saving myself for this meal. And then he, like, had his empty plate. And my mom was like, how many shrimp do you think Corey had? And I'm like, oh, definitely 12. A dozen, for sure. And she's like, oh, my God, you're right. And I'm like, you're counting Corey's shrimp now? You should be happy he's eating your food. Come on, Sin Sin. <laughs> Anyways, but if you're looking for something that will take some time to explore, to educate yourself with, to buy ingredients, and to execute paella for sure, quarantine style is the best. So before we go off to my Halloween song, I just want to let you all know that we're going to be having one of my favorite savory Halloween snacks. Uh, for dinner, which is a Cheeto mac and cheese. What, Ryan? I, I was able to get the Cheeto mac and cheeses. I had. Where to, did you get these from? I had to buy it uh, Walmart delivery, and I literally had to buy twelve boxes at a time <laughs> to get it. I like couldn't buy like one box at a time. Y'all, we going in tonight. Uh, we're going in tonight, and we're going to be having a chicken bake from Costco as well. Look at that. Everything comes full circle, Frankenstein. So you might trick, you might... Tree. But at the end of the day, you're going to eat. There we go. I love Hell that. Yeah. Um, before we head off to the, my next song, which is Screamin' Jay Hawkins, I Put a Spell on You. Ooh, we love are that. going to wish you all a very, very happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, And when yeah. we come back... We are not only going to take another quiz, we are going to be talking about our top headlines, our next episode, and we're also going to be featuring a new segment called Bees Q. Yes. Can't wait. See you soon. Take us out. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Thank you. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine Stop the things you do 
put a spell on you you definitely did i am under spell and under oath <laughs> so <laughs> anyways moving right along i have a bone to pick with you ryan dma we have been wanting to do an episode on little fires everywhere one oh. of my favorite hulu originals and i think finally we are going to do it next episode we're doing it for the next tvb okay so, I've been wanting Ryan to... I watched all ten episodes of Feud, or nine episodes of Feud, in about a week or less of time. And Ryan has not followed through with his promise of watching Little Fires Everywhere. He has postponed, he has flaked, he has done so many different, like, things in terms of... Oh, ironically, October came and it's Halloween month, which I totally agree with. But I just think that I... Did something for you and dedicated myself. You did. So it's only like fair if you dedicate, and I wouldn't steer you the wrong way. I wouldn't have you dedicate so many hours of your life to a show if I didn't think it was worth it. No. But Feud was definitely worth it, which we covered, but we can't keep postponing any longer. No, I'm so excited to watch this. Like, I literally have vacation this week, so uh, Friday... Sebastian also has, uh, he has to work and I'm off, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna binge through it. There we go! Okay. I know listeners and next are week beautiful bees, we, we kept telling about, you, yeah. week after week, like, next episode's gonna be, next episode's gonna be, so I don't want it to be something that, like, is so hyped up, Ryan, that it, like, you fall short because it has been so hyped up. I want you just to enter Friday with a clear mind, and if you're moved by it, cool. If not, 
whatever. Yeah. I just think our listeners deserve little fires everywhere with Reese Witherspoon. I'm actually really excited to watch it. It's been on, honestly, it's been on on my watch list for so long. I know, you guys. I can't talk about it anymore because I feel like I've talked about it so much. Um, But anywho, this is like one of my favorite, favorite parts of our Bees Buzz episode. And is looking at our favorite headlines of the week, month, really whenever. And I feel like I found a really good one. Unless you want to go first, Rye. No, go ahead. Okay. So uh, this is, like, something that's very current, and I found this through NPR, but I also listened to, in the early morning, um, the Live 105 morning show, Striker and Klein, who were also talking about it, and I was laughing, and it made me feel a certain type of way, and as I was, like, scrolling through NPR, I found this amazing article entitled... Person flying with jetpacks spotted near Los Angeles International Airport, comma, again. So, A, the fact that there's that comma again is a bit, I don't know how to even describe my feelings for it. I think it's a bit amazing, a bit, I don't know, mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I mean, mind-blowing in so many different ways, literally and figuratively. But the fact that, you know, we've already saw David Blaine in quarantine, you know, his whole experiment with the balloons and getting to that specific point and then free-falling down. Um, I watched all two hours of that, and I think we covered that in a previous episode, but... The fact that now, like, we're going from David Blaine's experiment to, um, I don't know if it's a male or a female, we'll have to probably read a little bit of this, but someone doing it for the second time. Like, where are you going? What are you carrying with you? How are you doing it? And what is in this jetpack? Like, you are a human or you're a superhero. I'd like to think it's a little bit of both. So I'm reading this article and it states, it's unclear whether this is the same individual who was recently spotted wearing a jetpack near the same airport. This time around the jetpack was flying 6,000 feet in the air. Oh, that's terrifying. I mean, this is a, we just passed a guy in a jetpack, a pilot told an air traffic controller on August 30th. The controller went on to inform another pilot and couldn't help commenting on the strangeness of the situation only in L.A. Only in L.A. But that was August 30th, and it's clearly October, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Are we going to see more of this said man slash jetpack? Or is he possibly, as Stryker and Klein said, a superhero in disguise? I guess we'll find out. Third time's a charm anyway. Third time's a charm, always. What did you find, Rai? Well, I logged onto BuzzFeed, my favorite website, and I saw that Tyler Posey had opened up about hooking up with men, dildos, and more in a candid interview. And my You guys, he is so fine. My partner and I have, like, a certain admiration for him because there's this show that we had recently discovered on Netflix called Sugar Rush. 
and he was one of the guest judges of this baking competition and he was stoned out of his mind the whole time like he was literally like bending backwards to finish this one cupcake oh he's actually like baking no like he was a judge like people were baking and he was just like the guest judge like naya rivera was one of the guest judges on this same show and they go through a round where they do a cupcake a confectionery and then like a grand scale cake yeah and people are voted out each round but tyler was dedicated to finishing everything but you never saw teen wolf i never saw teen wolf but oh my gosh in in the back of my mind i was like oh this guy is teen wolf is probably what um vampire diaries and twilight is for a specific type of generation so he was teen wolf he was like the robert pattinson of twilight so just fyi give me more deets well, apparently on his OnlyFans, which doesn't have any kind of, like, XXX uh, content, he did admit to being with a man before, and he's been fucked with the strap-on before, and, you know, he was pr- pretty candid about everything about was his Was he under the influence, or was he just like, this is me? No, he was just like, hey, guys... You're paying for my OnlyFans. Might as well yeah, use me all you can. Wow. Uh, and, and he says that he's 71 days sober. He loves himself for the first time in forever. Things are going really, really good. He doesn't smoke weed. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't do anything. He's just really just like in his like sexual so my question is renaissance when he was on those things was that when he experienced all of those things or was he like more you know open to trying those things because he was under the influence you know i'm not really sure about that but if we were to Let's call him. <laughs> Let's call him. Let's call him. Let's get Tyler on the line. <laughs> Hello? Tyler? Is this you? No. I can only imagine, but love Teen Wolf. Check it out if you haven't, if you're a fan of that type of, you know, fun nostalgia. Um, oh speaking of nostalgia, I, I kind of want to bring up... Uh, another quiz i know that we love doing quizzes i know that we could be like are we tyler posey or the teen wolf character that he plays in real life but today we're going to be playing a game called which ridiculous horror movie cliche are you i am so excited for this um i feel like i'm so many in in one person (laughs) So it's 1 a.m. and your phone rings. You're not expecting a call and it's an unknown number. Do you answer it? I'm going to say, who in the actual fuck is calling me at 1 a.m.? Well, I always keep my phone on silent. So I'm going to go with who the actual F is calling me at 1 a.m. There we go. Which of the following iconic horror movie villains do you believe you have the best beat? Shot at beating. Oh, the options are Freddy Krueger, Candyman, Michael Myers, and Jason. Oh, man. Uh, these are some 
100. I can't say Freddy Krueger because, as you know, I'm a pretty deep sleeper. I'm going to say Michael Myers only because I feel like I could outsmart him. Same. Okay. Your friends come over for a slumber party and your least trustworthy (laughs) friend brings over a Ouija board. Do you use it? No, I'm not playing that, literally. I'm going to say, do you want to get possessed? Because this is how you get possessed. Mm-hmm. Which iconic saw... Saw, yay! Which iconic saw trap do you know for a fact you would 100% not make it out of? The reverse bear trap, the angel trap, the razor box, or the... Oh, I would never make it through the razor box. I'm going to go with Venus fly trap. That's like 100% like dead. Your entire family goes on a trip to a cabin in the woods for the weekend. In the basement, you find a strange looking book. Do you read from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a book and I'm hooked on phonics. Hell yeah. Which non-horror movie moment is the scariest? The boat ride from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? The dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The Pleasure Island scene from Pinocchio? Or the large Marge story from the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm going to go with Boat Ride, Willy Wonka. The pleasure scene from Pinocchio for me. You're home alone when suddenly you hear a loud bang upstairs. Do you go up and investigate it? I'll investigate it, but while I'm calling somebody on the phone before I go, and we'll have there on the whole time. Yeah, me too. Which beloved final girl would you for sure be besties with? Adelaide from Us, Laurie Strode from Halloween, Grace DeLomas from Ready or Not, or Sydney Prescott from Screen? I would choose Adelaide. I'm going to go with Grace because I just watched Ready or Not. And finally, do you believe you're prepared for a zombie apocalypse? Absolutely. Bring it on, zombies. I would say I'm confident in my abilities, but you don't really know until you know, you know? Which ridiculous horror movie cliche are you? I got people suggesting that everyone should split up, in quotes. I got... Kids saying creepy as heck things and their parents being just like, LOL, okay. Truth. Because then they just turn a blind eye when their kid is scribbling crazy demons on their art project. Like Bly Manor and House on Haunting Hell. Hell yeah. Bet neck lady. Good job, right? Uh, I have to know. What's your B's Q? For those that you don't know, you know, you have your IQ, but what is your BQ? What do you want to learn about? What is on your Q? Um, currently, I am looking forward to watching... It's something called Bloomhouse Production Movies on Amazon Prime. And I brought off this article because I had never heard of... It says on Amazon Prime right now, like, is it a new movie? Is it a Bloomhouse movie? Is it, you know, like this, that, and the other? And I feel like this is something new that Amazon is doing during this horror time of October. And so I looked up Bloomhouse Productions and Bloomhouse, 
And I found this super cool article from Variety that says eight new Bloomhouse horror films coming to Amazon. So basically Amazon partnered with Bloomhouse Productions and the movies are part of a program titled Welcome to Bloomhouse. They share a common theme centering around family and love and or redemptive or destructive forces. But each movie will have a unique vision and voice. It's the first thematically connected original series from Amazon. Oh, wow. Which I think is kind of interesting. So the first four four films will premiere in October with the rest of the slate being unveiled in 2021. So as of today, The Lie, Black Box, Evil Eye, and Nocturne, who is um, in that movie, Nocturne, Nocturne, not sure how to pronounce it, but Euphoria, the blonde chick from it, she's mm-hmm. the star in it. Oh, so, Sydney Sweeney. Yes, um, and I'm super stoked. And also another Bloomhouse production. And this production team, they've like done Us, um, they've done Insidious, they've done Invisible Man. They are like have done a lot of like amazing scary films, and they are putting out The Craft. And oh wow! If you remember The Craft from back in the day? Um, I feel like that was so like the perfect nostalgia witches and warlocks and just all dark things. If you're like a young chick in like the early '90s, um, so The Craft for many of you out there, like I feel that could be something super fun to connect with. And that's coming out later October. And Witches actually comes out October. Well, today is October 21st. So I believe it comes out tomorrow, the 22nd. So when you guys are hearing this, um, either you've already watched it or it's coming up in your queue. But HBO Max is doing a, I guess it's a remake of The Witches. With Anne Hathaway as the lead, which we've already discussed. Mm. So I will be watching that tomorrow because I just watched on Netflix the original Witches, which came out during quarantine. And now, ironically, HBO Max has its own HBO Max original, The Witches with Anne Hathaway. So that's what's spooky and coming up for me in my queue. What about you? In my bees queue, uh, honestly, it's the new seasons of Blackish and The Goldbergs. I love. Okay. Which are both ABC sitcoms, and they're literally airing their new seasons right now. And I, Shit's Creek ended, Modern Family ended, but. Shows like this, Blackish and The Goldbergs, they are the sitcoms that I love to watch. So I'm so excited to just see what they have to offer. Totally. This season. And then even we need a little comedy right of now. Blackish, like Mixedish, which mm-hmm. is about Rainbow, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross growing up as a child as Rainbow. That's going to be filming soon for the second season. I'm just so excited to see everything. Um, so that's my bees cue. Just go ahead and watch uh, the new season of Goldbergs if you've never watched it before. It, all I have of the not. seasons are on 
Hulu. Mm. Uh, all of the seasons of Blackish are also on YouTube, and the one season of Mixed Dish is also on uh, Hulu. There is one show that I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about what shows we are watching, Monsterland on Hulu. It's a new Hulu original, and I haven't gotten to episode two yet, but it's super dark, and it's very eerie, and I think each episode is going to be something different, and I'll check in with you at another time about that, but Hulu, besides Little Fires Everywhere, has not come out with like a Hulu original really like deep dark eerie disturbing series yet like netflix so could this be the new bly manor probably not but it's hulu's attempt at maybe entering into that realm of horror or maybe just like disturbing shit well, like, they did the act last year, and that was pretty fucking disturbing. But this is, like, next level. Yeah. Like, gross stuff. Yeah. Um. So, Monsterland, check it out. You're probably going to get served an ad for it anyways. Probably. <laughs> well, in terms of future recommendations, I guess that's all we have for everybody. I think so at the current moment, and stay tuned into what our outfits are this weekend for our upcoming Saturday Halloween party. Also tune in to our next uh, TVB's podcast, Little Fires Everywhere, and then week after next, go ahead and tune in to the follow-up of our Bees Buzz series. Yes, and check out at Quality Goods Instagram. Um, they will be posting an interview of us and then discussing all things TV and beyond. And that'll be fun um, because it was the first time we were really interviewed by, you know, I guess, recorded. (laughs) (laughs) By somebody who isn't us. By someone who wasn't us and by someone who is very notable in the podcast game. So thank you guys so much for interviewing us and thank you, Bees, for listening. Bees buzzing. We out.